Hello, welcome back into the podcast we like to call From the Podium, where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Stephen Serta. It was a victory Monday in Kansas City as the Chiefs continue their preparation for their Week 2 matchup against the Los Angeles Chargers on Thursday Night Football. On Monday, we heard from the coordinators, starting with defensive coordinator Steve Spagnolo. After that, we'll hear from offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy. Then we'll take a quick timeout. When we get back, we'll wrap things up with special teams coordinator Dave Tobe. Here's Steve Spagnolo. It's kind of in the rearview mirror uh, right now, as you guys know, because we're on to the next one. But be happy to talk about either uh, yesterday's game or the charges. And with that, I'll open it up. Let's go first to Aaron Ladd. Go ahead, Aaron. Hey, appreciate the time here, Coach. I'm curious. I know he went down with the injury, but what did you see from Trent in the snaps that he did play? Didn't hear a lot of his name on the broadcast, but what did you see from yeah. your perspective? Well, I thought he was I thought he was real solid. Um, what was challenging for us a little bit was because they did some tempo, was getting the calls, and I think that was a little bit new to Trent, and there was – you know, that was a little bit of a struggle early, but once we got that calmed down, I thought he did a nice job. It was unfortunate, you know, the play he got hurt on was kind of the grass gave. Uh, the, the turf was a little bit loose there, and, and he pulled the hamstring. We'll find out where he's at with that. But um, was really happy with the fact, with how Jalen went in there and did what he did. They challenged him right away, which is real good teams do. Uh, and he made that play down the sideline, which was, was good to see. Let's go next to Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Coach, Aaron asked specifically about Trent, but really all those rookies across the board, um, what did you kind of see from them as a group and individually in their first performance yesterday? Yeah, um, again, I zipped through the film on the plane, to be quite honest with everybody, and then moved on to the Chargers. But, um, and I was looking things more as a unit and a, and a group and how we function. But, you know, um, uh, Brian Cook stuck out and a couple of things that he did. He made some tackles. Certainly Jalen going in and Josh having to go in a little bit. Uh, I thought they, they all did a nice job. George did, was solid. Uh, he, had a, he came right up to me after and said, gave me, a, gave me the uh, two or three things that he did wrong, which is George. You know, he's always going to uh, try to get better. But I thought he helped us a little bit. Um, uh, who would I have been missing? Leo got in there and got a couple of snaps in, in our base defense. And then some at the end when we got ahead. I think more than anything, it was just good that they got first game jitters out of their system. They got a couple of reps, you know, under their belt, and hopefully that'll help us in a quick turnaround to playing on Thursday. Let's go next to Sarin Petro. Go ahead, Sarin. Uh, Coach, just overall your thoughts on the pass rush. I know you guys overhauled a number of different things and uh, just as well as just the general pass rush. But I know Chris didn't get a sack, but just the kind of the disruptive force that he was in general as well. Yeah, there's some hidden production there from Chris uh, uh, Seren. He, I mean, obviously he tipped out one, which was huge. And there's a couple others in there where you see him, you know, uh, pressure the middle of the pocket. And, you know, Kyle Murray had to move around, and that helps us. It it extends the down, the guys uh, extend their coverage, et cetera. So I thought Chris played really solid. He had the fumble. Uh, we couldn't come up with it. but And then overall, as a pass rush, I thought the guys were – relentless in their pass rush. I mean, I thought Carlos Dunlap got his sack because he just kept rushing the passer. And we, we preach about that all the time. Pass rushes keep rushing the passer. And if your coverage is good on the back end, you can find a way to get the quarterback on the ground. Now, the guy we just went against, you know, he's pretty slippery. Um, so it didn't show up in the stat column with stacks and all that. But to get him to run around and off timing-wise, I think was a good thing for us. Let's go next to Todd Lebo. Go ahead, Todd. 
Hey, Coach, uh, I know you mentioned you're already on to the next one. The next one is a big one, right? You've got the Chargers yeah. coming in here. They looked pretty good yesterday against the Raiders, in particular the quarterback. I know it's only one game this year, but yeah. what is, what's he looking like as he's kind of progressing through his career? Yeah, I've, I have him and have had him since he got in the league as one of the top guys. He just gets better and better. And it's a different quarterback challenge, right, Todd? It's, um, it's not the smaller, quick uh, and now th this guy can be elusive, but he's got the whole package, in my opinion, from the chin to the hairline. He's really smart. That's why they do a lot of things with him. Uh, he's big and can throw over people. Um, he really takes a hit because he gets rid of the ball. He gets them in and out of uh, bad plays and into good plays. So what you're doing on the back end as far as disguises is really important. And I, I think with the weapons he has, and I know, you know, there's a possibility he might be down with one of his weapons. Uh, but I, I think he utilizes them all really well. He spreads the ball all over the field, and that's what makes it tough to uh, – makes it a challenge to defend these guys. Let's go next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, Steve, congrats on the first win. I, I was curious, when you're able to contain Kyler Murray, and I know he had the 21-yard or so, without that it's under 10 yards, what kind of confidence does that give you moving forward, just given the fact that there are a lot of these dual-threat quarterbacks in the, the NFL? Yeah, um, it's funny when you you can go, you know, three quarters of a game and contain a quarterback, quote unquote. And then all of a sudden when they spring that one, uh, it, it's a, it's a backbreaker and it did lead to points for them. So, you know, our goal was to not have that happen at all. But I was excited about the fact that we did, you know, collapse the pocket, kept them caged on a number of occasions. And I think there was a few balls that he threw away, which was a good win for us. But yeah, we are going to see a lot of these guys. I think the next guy we're getting ready to play is a really good athlete. I mean, just because he's 6'4", 6'5", or whatever he is, we don't take away the fact that this guy is athletic. And if he wants to pull it down and run, um, he's pretty he's pretty good at that, too. Let's go next to Todd Lebo again. Go ahead, Todd. Yeah, I just wanted to follow up on just like football today, right? I mean, the Cardinals went for several fourth downs. We know what the Chargers have done, you know, going, going outside the box. Have you guys gotten kind of in that rhythm now to know that you don't just, you know, put your hand up and walk off the field after you get a third down stop? you got to be ready for anything. Yeah, well, that's the truth. And uh, Mike Frazier, who, you know, does a lot of statistics for us here uh, at the, before this last game. Um, I want to make sure I get this right. I think he said in the last three years, we have faced the second most fourth downs. There's something like that. It's been a lot of them. And that's uh, because of the way the league's going, number one, right, Todd? And I also think it's a, a little bit of part of our offense and the threats that we have, and they don't want to give the ball back to our offense. So we have talked about it extensively uh, throughout training camp and in the offseason here. We'll talk about it every week. We actually begin with fourth down in early in the week for that reason and then try to get a couple of reps in practice. But, yeah, we're going to see him always uh, because of who we are and because the league is going that way. And certainly this particular head coach uh, loves to go on for and on fourth down. We'll go two more. We'll go Sarin and then Nick to close out. Go ahead, Sarin. Uh, coach, you, you touched on a little bit about how you looked at the film on the way home and you're, you're on to the Chargers. But how much does it condense uh, the schedule? What, what what do you have to back off on the players? Obviously, they don't, you don't have as many days, so I know there's not as many practices. But then yeah. also, how much of this game, since you get it as the second game, were you able to maybe prep before even the game got going without trying to 
confuse everyone. How's that all coming? Yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head, man. You try, you try to do the dance where you're, you know, quote unquote, preparing for two teams. You don't want to overlook the first opponent. But I thought Coach Reed did a great job with us coming off of the Green Bay game. You know, we had a week in there. We had a chunk of time where we could focus on something else, not necessarily just Arizona, and then get back into the Arizona swing the following week. And when we did that, uh, both sides of the ball did focus a little bit on the charges. So in some regards, we got ahead and we really certainly need it now. This is quite a squeeze uh, to go from Sunday to Thursday, especially traveling and getting in late last night. We won't do very much today. Um, but we did do that dance and I thought the coaches and, uh, did a really good job of it. I think it's helping. I just come out of a meeting now, uh, doing some first and second down. We're on the third down. It'll be short yardage and goal line later on. And before you know it, tomorrow we'll be working on red zone. So it's fast. We did do the work. Um, you know, we'll have, we'll try to make sure that we don't uh, give them too many different things to think of. And yet we have to have a, you know, a twist or a turn here a little bit. Uh, to try to throw the ch charges off. So there'll be some changes. We'll go last to Nick Jacobs. Go ahead, Nick. Steve, I'm curious for you with what you've been trying to translate to these guys in training camp to build the identity that you want. What did you see that translated on the field yesterday with the defense? Yeah, we've talked a lot about being an attitude defense and that attitude being relentless and physical. Uh, and I thought the guys brought that. We played fast and on a lot of plays. Uh, the only times I thought maybe we didn't do that is when maybe there was a little bit of a miscommunication, but we kind of made up for any miscommunication with making some plays, Chris knocking the ball down, um, somebody coming free on, on the inside and getting the quarterback uh, to, to pull it down and not throw it on time. Um, I did like the way they played like that. I think we need to continue to do that. I think this, this group, gets confident when they play fast. Uh, we've, we did simplify it for them going into the game. We'll try to continue to do that because I think we're, we play better that way. And yet, every once in a while, put a little nugget in there to throw off the opponent we're playing. Coach Baggs, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining okay. us. You got it. One thing I do know, we will be fired up all right, for our home, <laughs> our home opener at GEHA Field. At Arrowhead Stadium, damn it. We ready to go. <laughs> With that said, come all ears. Let's go first to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, B. Uh, hope GHA is paying you for that. Um, uh, were you surprised at, at how often the Cardinals blitzed you uh, yesterday and just wondering how you thought you guys handled that, and Patrick in particular? No, not surprised. Uh, we, we've, we've known that to be, you know, one of the things that they had planned on doing. Obviously, we saw a lot of it on film, but uh, I thought our guys had a heck of a job of handling the situation. Our guys remained poised under pressure. Pat did a great job of just managing and just processing the information. And our guys just, just played, and they did a great job of handling it and went out and executed. Let's go next to Jesse Newell. Go ahead, Jesse. Hey, Eric, uh, you guys ran a lot of two and three tight end sets yesterday. I just wondered in layman's terms, what does that do for you guys when you're able to put multiple tight ends on the field? Well, each and every week we go into a game plan just trying to create the best matchups available. And so one thing that we always try and do is take advantage of certain things that we may see on tape. Uh, we thought that we can create some matchup issues. Also, too, we thought we can create a few things uh, in a run game as well. So, 
you know, regardless of what personnel is on the field, we just want to make sure each and every week we're giving our guys the best opportunity to be successful. So that's more about it than anything. Let's go next to Aaron Ladd. Go ahead, Aaron. Hey, appreciate the time here, Eric. I, I got a question about your rookie running back. What would you evaluate about his uh, his first game in the league? Uh, saw 12 carries. Obviously, you guys uh, want to see something from him there. Uh, more than anything, I thought he did a good job of just playing hard. I thought he was on point with his footwork, his aiming points. But there's also a little few things that we need to just continue working on. You know, but one thing I'll share with each and every rookie for the first time is anybody can do anything once. You know, it's all about making sure that you can put consistent behavior on on tape week to weekend and week out. So uh, the biggest thing now is just making sure that uh, he gets in the building, he takes care of his body and understand how to get ready for a Thursday night game. And that's just mentally understanding that he has to take work home. He has to take physically take care of his body. And that's just not for him. It's it's for all of our young guys and just making sure that he'll be physically ready and mentally ready, you know, for this next opponent. Let's go next to Matt McMullen. Good, Matt. Hey, Coach. Uh, speaking of Isaiah, it looked like after his touchdown, Patrick went down and got the football for him. And I'm just wondering, as a former player, for the star quarterback to have the wherewithal to go get the football for the rookie running back so he doesn't lose it, how important was that? And what's that say about Patrick? It just goes to show you, first of all, Patrick is always looking out for everybody. Uh, he's the ultimate team player. So for Pat to just to have the wherewithal of, hey, you know what? I got to get this ball for this kid. <laughs> this is his first touchdown. It just goes to show you where his head is because he's always thinking about others. So, but it doesn't shock nor surprise me, but uh, I'm glad that he did do it. That way now uh, Isaiah will have a memory for the rest of his life. Let's go next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, B, uh, we were talking about the rookie running back, but uh, how thrilled were you see, to see Clyde get off the, to the start that, that he was able to? I know that uh, you know, there have been some things in Kansas City about whether or not the Chiefs should have taken him in the first round. There's a lot of noise and just seeing him kind of get through that. Well, I thought, first of all, I thought just what you said, I thought Clyde did a heck of a job of starting the game off. Uh, I thought our entire offense came off firing on, on all cylinders. Those guys came out fast. They came out with some some energy, some excitement. Uh, they just created a presence that, hey, we're going to stay on the attack. And I love the, what we were bringing to the table. And I thought the run game was going. I thought Clyde did some great things in the past game, just like the rest of the backs. I thought Jarek did some great things. Isaiah, obviously, uh, Burton stepping in and doing his stuff. Uh, but the thing about it, it was a great team victory because you know why? The thing about it, we remained accountable to one another. How do we remain accountable to, to one another? We play hard, we play fast, and we have a sense of urgency and a sense of purpose in everything that we do. And that's why we came away with that victory. Now, as much as it was a, a, a good win for us, yeah, it was shortly, shortly celebrated. We were thinking about the next opponent as soon as the clock uh, hit the final buzzer. So it's it's time to move on and, and it's time to think about them charges now. We've got four more. We'll go right down the line, starting with Harold Kuntz. Go ahead, Harold. Eric, I was actually just about to ask you about the Chargers defense. What's the differences you see between last year and this year? 
with them? Because I know, and how much did you kind of install some game plan before this game, knowing that you start the season with, with two with two games in essentially five days? Uh, we've been preparing for this game for a long time. Obviously, we've had the entire offseason to think about this. We've had all training camp. And then we had those additional practices between training camp leading up uh, after that last preseason game leading up to uh, to the first game. So we've been uh, watching them. We've been preparing for them. So one thing I will say, uh, I hate to say this, but I guess I got to welcome uh, Mr. Khalil Mack back to the AFC West. Uh, I really don't like saying that and, and, and inviting him back, but <laughs> he's a heck of a player. Uh, that defense, they're playing some good ball. Obviously, Mr. Bosa's out there. You know, they got some guys now that have been in that defense in the system now for a couple of years. These guys are going to play hard. They put on a good uh, performance yesterday or last night uh, against the Chargers. I mean, uh, against the Raiders. So we're not expecting any, anything different. These guys are going to come out and, and give us our best, give us our best. And we just need to make sure that we're on top of our game when it's all said and done with. Let's go next to Seren Petro. Go ahead, Seren. Um, Brad, I'll have a quick follow-up after this if I could. Uh, you mentioned Bosa and Mac. Just when you have two guys that, that are that good on, on both sides, just what, what are, you know, for, for fans, you know, kind of the layman term, I think is what Jesse yeah. used it earlier. Uh, what, what difficulties does that present for you guys on offense? And then, Brad, I, I'll have a follow-up. Well, first and foremost, both those guys do a great job of getting after the quarterback. They also do a hell of a job of playing the run. So, one thing we got to do, we got to make sure that we're, we're protecting our quarterback and keeping him upright. So obviously there's no secret. We got to take care of the edges. <laughs> so we got to do a great job of chipping and making sure that those guys aren't having the impact on the game plan. But, you know, there's a number of other guys out there that are doing a hell of a job that we got to be accountable for. They got some second level guys uh, in that back end that are playing some good ball. Obviously, Mr. Derwin James is out there. We know exactly what he can bring to the table and all the things that he can do. So it's going to be a fun game. I'm excited about this game because, first of all, it's a short week. So there's really not a lot of stuff that we can create to say, hey, we're going to go and do this and, and just say we're going to be exceptional at it. Now, this is one of those games you got to ball up your knuckles. Hey, we're going out there, putting our hand in the dirt and made the best team win. Uh, and then the other one, uh, the cameras caught. I don't know if you know, on your coach's tape, if you saw this, if you get any of the TV, but they caught Patrick Mahomes holding up four fingers when he had four touchdowns and saying four. And it was kind of like a, you know, we know you, you probably named a lot of fantasy football teams when you dubbed him a couple of years ago, a competitive prick. Uh, I know you named some teams in my fantasy leagues uh, with, with, with that uh, phrasing of him, but has he, is he, is it go even beyond that? Like we've likened him, I think, in conversations to to Michael Jordan that he finds something where he's he's disrespecting himself. Right, Jordan would find those things. Is is Patrick like that as well, or was there some jawing going on that maybe we didn't see that that he was uh, barking back at some guys with that? Uh, that? That's just Pat. That's just who he is, and just kind of what you said. There's always that behind the scenes deal where. He's going to create a moment that's going to keep him fired up and, and energized about each and every opportunity that, that there is to put something great on tape. So regardless of what that is, I'm glad that he's on our side. OK, and the kid is a tremendous football player. I love the energy and the excitement that he brings. And on top of that, he's just he's the ultimate competitor, you know, and just looking forward to 
to watch them do work <laughs> from here on out. Let's go next to Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Coach. You know, as like Sam alluded to at the beginning, you saw a, a lot of blitzing on Sunday, and that's something that Patrick's done well against that in his career. How intrigued are you still to see the changes that you've made this season against teams that are going to be maybe doing more of those two high looks and, and certainly the things that the Chargers have done against you in the past because they've had some good good runs at you? Well, you, we've, we've had an opportunity this offseason to study every, obviously, opponent that we know that we're going to face, especially our, our division opponents, and we know exactly what they're going to do. Obviously, there's going to be a few more uh, wrinkles that's going to be uh, added to this game plan. Uh, because they are playing against us. But, you know, the thing is, we always want to address things that we need to continue to work on. You know, the things that we want to make sure of is just making sure that we can get the ball out clean. If teams want to blitz us, our job is to make sure that we have all the answers and we make them pay. If they want to play shell coverage and drop everything back, you know, in the coverage, we got to make sure that our quarterback is doing a great job of finding everything underneath. And then on top of that, you know, and I think the thing that we're not really discussing here is we have to prove to everyone that we can run the football. I thought our guys did a heck of a job of doing that. And it's not necessarily just the backs. The O-line did a hell of a job up front. I thought our tight ends did a hell of a job as well. And then our receivers did a great job on the perimeter of blocking downfield. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. As you can say, we're at DEFCON 2 now, so to speak. You know, you, <laughs> we, we kind of, over training camp, preseason games, we kind of joked about it, but now it's, it's a reality. Yeah. Um, with Justin Reed, what would you say is his comfort if you had to use him for a field goal kicker? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. I probably the max we were, I, I I was going to tell I told Andy during the game if we had to keep going with him I I, I thought if we got the ball at a twenty five yard line would be good with him, you know, which would be uh, what is it a forty three yarder or so? Yeah, it, it, would that be cold or or was this something like if if you gave him the proper preparation to prepare for something it, it would his maximum range would be in the forties? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, I, that's as far back as I would want to take him. You know. I, that's why there was no thought in him hitting that long one. You know, if, if, if we didn't have Bucker at that time, if we didn't think we had Bucker, we, we probably just would have went for it right there. So, you know, I, I think that was a little bit too far out of his range right there, realistically, you know. Let's go next to Harold Coons. Go ahead, Harold. 
<laughs> hey, Dave, you got to hey. explain to me how with Harrison Bucker at that 54-yard field goal at the end of the first half, yeah. just how difficult was that for him to, to pull uh, that off? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's very rare. I mean, you don't you don't usually uh, do one step fifty four yarders. You know, you you warm up and uh, you know uh, you start a practice or you warm up and at a game you do one steppers just to begin the game and and or, you know to to start your warm up and and that's really all you do. You don't really try to kick a long field goal from there, but it just gives you it shows you how strong his leg is though. You know, really, that's really what it does. Let's go next to Pete Sweeney. Good Pete. Coach, I know a big thing is is not to compare players, but Justin Tucker is sort of looked at as the standard. Do you feel like Harrison, you know, as his career goes on, has that top kicker in the league upside? Yes, he. I mean, he's he's right there, neck and neck with him, in my opinion. I mean, but I'm a little biased, but uh, you know, I his work ethic and, and everything about James, or I mean, James. I'm sorry, everything about Bucker. It's been a long night. Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> everything about Bucker is, 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 you know, first rate. So, you know, he's, I, I'd put him right up in there with, you know, he's one and two right there. Those two for sure. Let's go next to Todd Lebo. Go ahead, Todd. Hey coach, just around the league, I think there was nine or 10 missed field goals yesterday. Yeah, that's um, what I heard. Um, you weren't watching all those games, obviously, but there's just something about maybe opening week jitters, just circumstances. I mean, you, you guys had a missed PAT because you had a safety kicking, you know, I mean, that's kind of excusable. <laughs> yeah, we have, we have a built-in excuse, right? Yeah. Yeah. You had when it was kind of bad weather in Chicago, a lot, a lot of rain and stuff, but is it, is it going to be harder this year or is it just maybe one of those? It's, it's week one. There's going to be a lot of, yeah, I think it's, I think it's just a week one thing. I think it's, uh, you know, first game jitters, whatever you want to call it, uh, you know, real game jitters. I, guys will settle down now. I mean, that's, I, I think if you go back and you look at uh, past first first games, uh, you, you'll see the same thing. But it, it just kind of was a little unusual. My wife even told me when I got a, I called her after the game. She said, "You should have seen all the different all the missed field goals." <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know, I I think it was just a one time deal, one game deal. Let's go next to Matt Derrick. Good, Matt. I kind of like that, Coach. You talked about the, the week one deals, and obviously you had the, the instance with, with with Harrison going down and, and Cincinnati losing their long snapper during a game, yeah. um, influencing that game as well. You guys have obviously always tested out backups and, and position players at those positions, but does this, like, week like this just reinforce that? And, you know, and, and once again, you know, your long snapper, is it still Travis Kelsey? Yeah, it is still Travis Kelsey. And, uh, you know, that's why you do that stuff. I mean, you, so you don't flinch, you know, when something goes wrong, you, you throw a guy in and you expect him to play at a high level. And I mean, he was, I mean, he did such a good job for us jumping in there. I mean, I, he was definitely our special teams player of the week. Let's go next to Jesse Newell. Go ahead, Jesse. Hey, Dave, I just wonder if you could put into perspective. Uh, these guys are specialists for a reason. They call it specialist. Uh, but for a safety to step in there and kick the touchbacks he did, I mean, I saw some reaction to it online, the power of that leg. Can you just put into perspective what Justin was able to do yesterday on this? Uh, you know, it's just something that you don't normally see. That's why. I mean, but he's got talent. I mean, he's, you know, he played soccer when he was younger. So he he, he understands, you know, the the motion of it and where, where the ball is supposed to be placed on his foot. And, uh, you know, being a football player, I'm, you know, growing up, I'm sure he, you know, as, as a soccer player and a football player, he started kicking a football at a young age and, and he has talent. And, 
you know, we heard that, you know, when we, when we first got him, but then, you know, we got out there and he kept, you know, bugging me about hitting him and wanted to hit him in practice. And, and then when I, when I watched him, I was like, wow, I mean, this guy's got, he does have a lot of talent. So, I mean, it's real, you know, it's real. And, and, you know, and, and he did it. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable, you know, but it's, it's, it's impressive as well. And we'll go last to Seren Petro. Go ahead, Seren. Uh, and coach, I'll have a follow-up. Uh, first of all, uh, Tommy Townsend and trying to pin guys deep. Uh, is that, you know, I know he had an opportunity there and, and wasn't able to, to really uh, cash the way you'd like. And I know it's kind of tough coming in right behind Dustin Colquitt, who was, you know, maybe yeah. one of the best. And I, we've talked before about how, you know, Tommy's maybe more distance and Dustin was more accuracy, but where do you think he is on that progression to try to pin, pin him He's down? He's getting better, but that, that, that punt right there, that was kind of like that gray area punt. It was, it was kind of a backed up. It wasn't really a pooch area punt, you know, where you're, where you're totally thinking about uh, kicking a rugby style kick. So he, he kicked a normal kick. He just, he really bombed it. It came off his foot uh, too strong. Uh, you know, so you're not really trying to place it there. He's trying to gain distance. Um, it just got, it got away from him. He's got such a, he's got a strong leg too. So he's, he's got to learn how to control it. You know, I, I think he could do that a little bit better, but, but that was that area where you kind of still want him to kick away. You know what I mean? And then uh, for a follow-up, when you see it, I know you said it's not normal to go out there and, and do the, and it's part of the warm up, the one step kicks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You see him do a 54 yarder and I never, I never seen him do a one step 54 yarder. I never seen that. Would, I, I've would, seen him. I've seen him hit 30, 30 yards just to warm up, and then and then after that he goes right into his normal steps. You know. But when you when you see that, does it almost? I mean, it shortens everything. It makes it. Let's make this the norm. Yeah, I, I see where you're going with it, but uh, I don't think that would be normal for him. You know, just because he he would feel like he was losing so much power, and and he he's such a power guy. You know, he. Power is important to him, and it, you know it's important to us. And and, and you you don't want to have too many different techniques, but I see what you're saying. Like a one step might be better, more consistent than a three step. So, but there there is something you said about uh, you know how he was able to adjust, and uh, you know it says something about his professionalism for sure. Coach Tobe, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. Okay, take care, guys.